This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner. Oh, I want to welcome you to my program today. You know, we've been talking from Proverbs 31, and we've been talking about the great forgiveness of God that he showed to David and Bathsheba. Tradition says that Bathsheba is the one who wrote Proverbs 31, and it is her instruction and teaching to Solomon, her son. Isn't that amazing? that a woman who was an adulterer, accomplice to a murder, a liar, a deceiver, that God through his forgiveness elevated her to such a high position that we have her teachings and her advice and her instruction to her son. Is that not amazing? I think it's just fantastic. But before we begin, I want we want to know how we can pray for you. It's important to us to know if you have needs. And I think today, in this day and time we live, it's even more important that we pray with one another. The Bible says, as the day is coming closer to Jesus' return, we are to encourage one another daily. So if you need prayer, we're there for you. We're there to encourage you. We're there to pray with you, believe with you for God to do great and mighty things because he is a great and mighty God. And if God is doing something amazing in your life, maybe you've had a healing in your life or a, a miracle happen in your body or a healing or deliverance in your mind, let us know about that because we want to rejoice with you. Well, here we are in Proverbs chapter 31, and we're looking at the teachings and the instruction of Bathsheba. And I want to read to you verses 1 through 9. It says, the, the words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him, what my son, and what the son of my womb, and what Son of my vows, do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it's not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Verse 8, open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Amazing instructions that we have from this mother to her son. And we see that when she says, what the son of, of my womb, what the son 
of my vows. She is taking seriously that this is her son and that she is responsible. And I think that she's saying, how can I not teach you these things? You are my own son. You came out of my own body. You came out of vows that I've made to God and to you to teach you. And she begins with teaching, teaching from a, from a place of opening her heart and saying to him, the first thing she says to him is not to give his body, his strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Now, here she is talking about sexual things with her son. And you might be saying, well, I read this, but I'm a little bit embarrassed to talk to my children about sexual things or to, to warn them or to instruct them. But I want to ask you, who is the most fitted for the job to instruct your child in these intimate subjects of, of sexual purity? Do you, or, or finding out about sex. Do you want them to find it out on the street uh, with their friends or maybe be taught in a classroom? Who's better on the street, the classroom, or you as that loving parent? And we see that Bathsheba, she takes this responsibility on herself to teach Solomon that he should not give himself to women because, and she even says, you're going to be giving your strength. And it says in Proverbs that when, uh, speaking about men, when men give their sexual strength to, to many women, it steals from their strength. They don't know it. They think they're having a good time, but what it's really doing to their body, it's stealing their strength. And I think mothers, if you have sons, or maybe, maybe you're in a place of a grandparent over, over your grandchildren, you need to instruct, we need to instruct, Bathsheba was instructing Solomon, so we need to instruct our children, or if necessary, our grandchildren, how very important these things are that they keep themselves pure. The next thing that Bathsheba speaks about is <clears throat> drinking alcohol. And you can tell from her words that she was warning them from a substance taking over their judgment. Now, your child's judgment is very important to their future, to their success. And it says in verse 5, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. When 
uh, we're affected or somebody's affected by drugs or alcohol. It's affecting their judgment. They could make the wrong judgment. I know of a story of a man who was just decided that he was just going to start drinking, partying with his friends. He didn't know it, but alcohol was starting to take a hold of him. He didn't have control of alcohol. Alcohol came took control of him. He was in a situation where he got angry and he actually killed somebody in that situation because of the influence of the alcohol over his judgment. You don't want that to happen to your child. You want them to be fully equipped with instruction that this is not the right way to go. And we see that that's what Bathsheba is doing. And she is guarding in her child what is precious. What is precious in your child? One thing that's precious in your child is their judgment and that they know right from wrong. We want our child, we want to raise our children that when they grow up, that they become responsible adults and, and that they have a confidence and authority over themselves to say what is right and to say what is wrong. And when they're messing with alcohol and drugs, it's messing up their perception. And it can cause great damage in their life. I can tell you personal experience. I'm filming from the city of Moscow. Several years ago, I used to go almost every month to a drug and alcohol hospital. That was where these women and men were who had taken one drink, another drink, or taken a drug, or another drug, or then another drug, or another drink, or drugs and drink, and they became so addicted that they couldn't live without it. I looked in the eyes of mothers who had lost their children. Why did they lose their children? Because they were not capable of raising their child and somebody took their child from them. I looked in the eyes of young girls, uh, 16 years old, absolutely drug addicted. They looked at me and they said, I hear what you're saying about Jesus. Can he help me? Can he help me get off these drugs? Can he really make a change in my life? You see the drugs, they had control over them. They didn't have control over the drugs. And as a parent, we need to be like Bathsheba and we need to warn and teach our children against the dangers of alcohol and drugs. Thirdly, Bathsheba begins to talk to her son about having mercy upon others. And she says in verse 8, Open your mouth. She's talking to her son. Open your mouth for the speechless. Those who can't speak for themselves in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Verse 9. Open your mouth. Judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. 
Bathsheba was counseling her son to give mercy to and understanding and care to those who couldn't care for themselves or they could not speak up for themselves. Here, we see that he has influence with his authority and that he had the power to open his mouth and to defend the cause of the poor and the needy. Now, what is Bathsheba teaching him? She is teaching him to have a tender heart. She's teaching him to use the influence that he has. We need to teach our children, our grandchildren, the influence sirs that they are and not that they be influenced by those around them. That they can have a tender heart. They can make a difference for somebody else's life. They can speak up for those who can't speak. Bathsheba is speaking this to Solomon. Now, if Bathsheba is speaking this to Solomon, shouldn't we as parents take clues and hints from her and teach our own children these powerful lessons? to warn them of, of drinking and drugs, watch over them, teach them the dangers of it, of, of showing them how important their sexual body is and that it doesn't belong to anybody else but the one that they are married to? Shouldn't that be coming out of our mouths and teaching them? Shouldn't we be teaching them to have mercy upon those in need? and to use their voice to help others? Well, you might be saying to yourself, well, I hear what you're saying. I can see it in the Bible, but there are so many obstacles in my life that I have to climb over to be able to speak to my child. Well, you know, that's probably true. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're just afraid to be that honest and that truthful with your child, to be that strong, that bold, and that clear about life's lessons. And you never thought about yourself doing that. In fact, sometimes we look to the father to teach the children about these things. And sometimes, I'm talking to you mothers right now, or you grandmothers, sometimes the father or the grandfather, he doesn't take it on himself to teach. Maybe he's too busy. Maybe he's working too hard. Maybe his mind's so focused on succeeding at work and the pressures at work, and he's not thinking about teaching the child. Well, Bathsheba, she took it upon herself. What does that say to you and me as mothers, as grandmothers? We can take it on ourselves to teach. Or maybe you're saying, uh, I, I just never knew that I was supposed to do this or uh, I, I've never even heard of this. Well, now you know it's in this, it's instruction in the Word of God. And by you warning your child, you could be keeping them from great dangers. I heard last week of a car accident of a young person. I think they were like 16, 17 years old. 
drinking while driving, driving 90 miles an hour down the wrong way, and killed a man who was just innocently driving home from work and injured his wife. We didn't even know if the wife knew that the husband died. Why did that tragedy happen? Because that young person was drinking under, he was driving under the influence of alcohol and he killed a man. Alcohol is sometimes considered as glamorous or cool. Drugs, oh, let's just experience that. Oh, you haven't experienced that yet? You need to widen your horizons. We need to teach our children that these are lies from the devil. These are ways of taking them down the wrong path. These words of mercy and tenderness need to come out of our mouths to our children. Or maybe life has just covered you up. I mean, you have so many responsibilities. You have your children. You have the job, you have your house, you have your husband. Maybe you have a parent you're responsible for. Or maybe you're a single parent and you've got, you've got the bills, your own self. You have your children, you have your house, you have your work. You feel overwhelmed and you said, I don't know how in the world that I could teach my child. Well, I really want to encourage you because it doesn't take very long to take your child aside and say, son, daughter, sweetheart, I need to teach you some things. Very important. I want you to know from my heart what I believe and, and what I believe is good for you and what I believe is bad for you. Sometimes we as parents, we think, oh, well, they're not going to listen to me. Wrong. They are wanting your instruction. Children want borders. Borders aren't, aren't bondage. Borders are safety. Your child wants to hear from you. And we have this tremendous example of Bathsheba teaching her son, taking him aside, telling him about his sexual body and, and he's responsible for, for his body and sexual purity, warning him against alcohol and how it's going to disturb his judgment. It's powerful. You're powerful. If you're a parent, you have influence. You have power to teach your child. And remember, you can't say, well, Bathsheba, she's in the Bible, she was perfect. Well, we already know that she's not perfect because she was an adulterer. She was an accomplice to a murder. She was a liar, deceiver of a nation, but she was greatly forgiven. And we see her flourishing under the forgiveness of God and standing with confidence and teaching her own son these valuable lessons. Maybe you've said to yourself, I just don't have time. 
Well, many years ago, I wrote a book, and it was called, Do You Know What Time It Is? Well, the reason I wrote that book is because one day I was reading in Matthew chapter 26. That's where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I was reading, and I saw where Jesus is praying. He asked the disciples to pray with him. He came back to him, you know, the first time they're asleep. He came back to him the second time. Please, please, please stay with me and pray. And then he came back the third time. And I want to show you what Jesus said. This is in the King James Version. It says it like this. It says in uh, chapter 26, and it's verse uh Verse 44, so he left them and he went away. This is in Matthew. He went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Verse 45, then he came to his disciples and said to them, sleep on now. This is in the King James. Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now, do you think that those disciples thought for one minute that while they were taking their nap, that in just a few minutes, Jesus was going to be betrayed by Judas and arrested and be be scourged by the Roman scourge and hang on a cruel cross and die for the sins of the world? Do you think for one minute that they thought that? Of course they didn't. They thought, just like you and I, they thought, oh, we've got Jesus. Oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to take a nap. I know Jesus asked me to pray, but, you know, I'm just really sleepy and, and um, I'm going to take a nap now. He'll be there after I wake up. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever taken a loved one for granted? Not loved them enough? Not appreciated them enough? And then you didn't know it. But they were taken from you. I know a woman, she said to me, I didn't treat my husband right. I didn't love him like I should. And then one day, I receive a phone call, and he was killed in, an ac in a car accident immediately. He died instantly. I had a chance to love him. I had a chance to tell him that I loved him and treat him well, but my chance was gone. Those disciples, they had a chance to pray for Jesus but their chance was gone. Why am I saying this to you? Because we can't take for granted the time that we have, the time that we have with our children, the time that we have with our grandchildren, and the things that we have on the inside that, is, that are wisdom. And we need to tell them. We need to warn them. Maybe, maybe something happened to you through drugs or alcohol or, 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 or maybe, maybe you had sexual relationships before you got married and, and you've seen how that, that's, 
that's hurt you on the inside. Well, you need to open up your mouth and you need to warn your child. You need to say, you don't want to go this direction. Or if you're on drugs and alcohol and you did foolish things, you need to speak out of that experience and say, daughter, son, don't go down that road. I already went down that road and it's not good. And, and teach them. You see, you only have so much time. All of us only have so much time, especially with children, especially with grandchildren, because there is a time where their ear and their heart are open to you. But there comes a time where their ear and their heart is not as open. They're too busy. Their life is becoming their life. And you don't have the precious time that you had with them like you did before. So I want to encourage you, take the time. Don't take it for granted. You can order my book, Do You Know What Time It Is, on renter.org. Just get that book, read it, let it encourage you, let it convict your heart that the time that you have now is precious and you need to give what instruction you have to your children or your grandchildren or those who will listen to you because the clock is ticking. It's ticking. It's ticking. Time is going. Time is moving. It's not stopping. And our chance is getting smaller and smaller. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus that you will take the courage you need to speak to whoever you need to give the precious lessons in your own heart to them, to warn them, to help them. I pray for boldness and confidence for you to stand up and say those powerful things with love and tenderness in your heart. And I pray that in Jesus' name. We're out of time. I love you and join me on my next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.